You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. His presence that will be separated will be set apart. We are declaring on the authority of scripture by the power of the blood that we are set apart. That we are marked with the blood of Jesus and we are separated. That as water and oil do not mix we will see a difference we will see a separation in the name of Jesus that when we stand and other people stand we can see the difference in the name of Jesus that we are set apart that it is the blood of Jesus that has made the difference in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we want to continue to pray. We are praying for grace to continually lead you to the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, that those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We are praying that God should touch our hearts this morning, that we'll be able to yield to his spirit in the name of Jesus when we study about plants and biology we hear something called stimulus that plants react to it in the name of Jesus that when you touch something it gives off a reaction we are praying the name of Jesus that we will have this reaction to the Holy Spirit we'll be able to yield to him that when he speaks to us we'll be able to yield in the name of Jesus that when he moves us we'll be able to move in the name of Jesus that we will not be stiff and unbendable when it comes to the impulses of the Holy Spirit but that God should do something to us this morning that in this service God should touch us that we will be bendable that we will be able to yield to his spirit that Father, we come before you today. We pray that you touch us.
of the Lord. Hallelujah, joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, joy. I was glad. Of the Lord. Hallelujah, join the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, join the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, join the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, join the house of the Lord.
If you're looking for a vessel, Jesus, I say yes, amen, I say yes, Lord, my song is yes, 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 Lord, in your sufficiency, yes, yes, Lord, oh, if you're looking for a man, if you're looking for a vessel, God, I say yes, amen, I say yes, my song is Yeah. 
and from Ivan as the ministers unto us. You can do it better unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Open your mouth and begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. Open your mouth and speak in the language of the Spirit. Don't close your mouth and hide behind your mask. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Open your mouth, open your mouth. Can we sit here? Psalm 24, Psalm 24. Psalm 24, verse 6. ESV. ESV. ESV, English Standard Version. Thank you. Verse three, verse three. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Amen. Amen. All right, before we begin, I'd just like to thank Uncle Biju and the leadership of Teen Chapel for this opportunity. And thank you all who wish me a happy birthday on Friday. Thank you from David and myself. <laughs> this morning, we are going to be learning how to pray a certain kind of prayer. It's, um, there are prayers of consecration humbling yourself, coming to God in humility. We are going to learn how to pray prayers of humility, consecration, coming to God. Right? One of the things I want us to understand when we are 
when we come to God's presence is that God's presence is very enjoyable, but at the same time, it's very dangerous. Please pay attention. Don't sleep. It's very dangerous. When you read the Old Testament, you read encounters, you read stories of people who had encounters with God, right? And when they have an encounter with God, they either live blessed or hurt, like, like Jacob. <laughs> and then some people die. Today we'll be looking at the story of some people who died. Two brothers. And the reason for their death is because God is holy. Right? God's holiness is such that it does not tolerate impurity. When you read in the Bible and people die in God's presence, it's not because God got angry out of a, 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 what was it, reckless emotion, he kills them. It's not a reckless emotion. Right? So if you are going to be going to God's presence, you have to come holy. Because if, let me not say if you make a mistake, you die. Because we believe you are in the New Testament era, right? But I always tell people that Ananias and Sapphira died after Jesus Christ resurrected. Right? So God's presence is very pure. It's holy. And when you approach it with impurity or unholiness, you are either purified or you are hurt. I don't want to use the term destroyed. You are either purified or you are hurt. The scripture we just read asks us that who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? The hill of the Lord, when you see in the Bible when you read the hill of the Lord or the mountain of the Lord or anything, it just means God's holy presence. It is believed that Eden was on a hill, on a mountain, in a high place. Right? Are you paying attention? If I ask you what I've said so far, can you tell me? Can you tell me? Don't remember. So, one of the, the first time God, God decides to live with man or to have regular interactions with man is in the Garden of Eden. Right? So, you realize that God created the whole earth and then he set, he set up a space where he put man. And he told man not to eat of this tree, not to eat of that tree. You can eat of this one. And then he made Eve for man. Man had communion with Eve and God would come in the cool of the day. The Bible says God would come in the cool of the day and come and talk to man. What you have to understand is that when God was coming to Eden, he was not coming from a high place. Like you get down from some tall stairs and then you come and visit Adam in Eden. And then um, you talk to Adam morning. You go back and climb the stairs. One of the things you have to understand as a Christian is that heaven is not up, up, up there. I know some of you, when you are praying, you raise your hand because you think that heaven is up. When you are asking God for something, maybe you are going to school, you don't want your teacher to lash you for your homework. Then you say, oh God. You look up, you raise your head. Heaven is not up, up, up. Heaven is another dimension. How many of you have watched uh, superhero movies like Flash? Gotham and whatever. There's this concept in such such series, right? 
It's called a what's the name of that thing? Alternate universe. How many of you remember? So it's not like they've climbed some stairs to go to another universe or they've taken a plane to go to another universe. They passed through a portal. You know what a portal is? Uh-huh, you put a degrees, it's good. Right? So anytime God wants to leave heaven or God had to, in the Old Testament, God had to move from heaven to earth, he would have to pass through a portal because there are two different dimensions. It's not a, a, it's not a physical location. It's a, it's a different dimension, right? So the first portal God created was Eden. But man sinned. So man had to be driven out of Eden. I'm teaching us why we have to come to God in humility and why we have to we have to ask God to purify us before we start doing anything in his presence. When man sinned, man was sacked from Eden. Two reasons. Because God is holy. He cannot be in the same place with something that is not holy or someone that is not holy. Secondly, the Bible says that God, God told the um, heavenly beings that they had to sack man because if they didn't sack man, man would eat of the, the tree of life. And once man eats of the tree of life, he's stuck in his sinful state. So it was both an act of God's holiness and his mercy. Right? Now, since then, there has been no portal. If you read the Bible from then till, um, till Moses' time, you realize that anytime God has to meet somebody, he will come. Moses met him at a burning bush. After that, that bush, Moses never went there again. It was not a constant place. Right? And then there was uh, Mount Horeb. Jacob met God at several different places. And one of the things you realize is that when you look at Jacob's life, Jacob, Abraham, um, I think Isaac too, anytime they meet God somewhere, they build an altar. Because that place has become like a portal. They are, they are showing reverence to the fact that God passed through there to meet me. Right? And God cannot have a constant place where he comes and goes because man is too stubborn and man is very sinful. If God had a constant place, somebody somewhere would go and mess up there again. So all this while, till we get to Leviticus chapter 9. Go to Leviticus chapter 10. All this while, God has been passing through a portal. Now, in Exodus 40, the people have, uh, Israelites have left um, Egypt, they've come to a nice place. God is telling them, okay, so let's, let's, start, let's start creating a space for me. Right? Because God wants to be their king. God said, let's start creating a space for me. Today we read plenty scriptures. So if you are not writing, I don't know what you are going home with. Unless you are telling me you listen to the podcast. So in Exodus 40, God decides that all along, God has been talking to only Moses. God decides that, no, I need a priest. I need a place where I can come and go in case. So we have to set up a hierarchy of people who can come into my presence, come and hear from me and go and tell the people and all that. So God tells them to set up the tabernacle. Now, in the tabernacle, there's a place called the tent of meeting. It will shock you to know that after God, after God instructed Moses and Moses and built the whole tabernacle and everything, Moses could go almost everywhere in the tabernacle, but when he came to the tent of meeting, God did not allow him to go there. Moses built it. 
God did not allow Moses to enter the, the tent of meeting. The Bible says that the glory of God I mean, let me look for the scripture for that. Exodus 40. Let's go to the, the last verse. Last two verses. Okay, 35. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it and the glory of God filled the tabernacle. So because of God's glory, Moses could not enter. This is the person that God has been talking to all this while on Horeb and Sinai. But Moses could not enter because when God sets up a place where he meets man, it has to be holy. So in Leviticus chapter 9, God tells Moses that he should call Aaron and his sons. And he is the one, they are the ones that he'll be talking to. They are the ones that you'll be using as a medium to speak to his people. And the consecration process for them took seven days. <laughs> in fact, the sacrifices in Leviticus chapter 8, when you read the sacrifices in Leviticus chapter 8, eh, I'm telling you, if a fetish priest tells you that go and do that thing and come for one million dollars, I'm sure some of you will die. Because they, they made so many sacrifices. Sin offering, burnt offering, grain offering, a, a wave offering. Some of you, when I tell you, they tell you to wave your hands, you think they are fooling. <laughs> it's, from, it's from the Bible. Wave offering. You take some of the offerings and you'll be waving it. I, sometimes I want to imagine how the priests used to look in those days when they are going to make the sacrifices and things. It's a long process because you have to kill a bull. You, when you read it, you read it in five minutes. So you think that's a five-minute thing. But imagine, look at the way the Muslims celebrate Salah. See how long it takes to kill that cow. Then they have to kill the cow, then the goat, then every, they, they have to kill almost every day. Bed, bed offering, or yes, there are offerings that only beds can be used for. They did all this just because God's presence is holy. Keep it in your mind. It's the one thing you have to keep in your mind throughout the service that God's presence is holy. God Himself is holy. Right? I pay attention. I pay attention. I follow. Right. So. In Leviticus chapter 10. So, okay, so in chapter 9, they make all these sacrifices, seven whole days of consecration. I don't know how many of you are thinking like the way I'm thinking, but seven days of consecration, if you if you remember how God created the world, he spent seven days to create the world. Do you remember? He spent seven days. Right? So it's a similarity. Just keep it at the back of your mind. And then seven days of consecration on the eighth day, Leviticus 9, verse 1. On the eighth day, God calls a, a, Moses calls Aaron and his sons. And then there's a whole consecration process. They go to the, the tent of meeting, and finally, God allows them to enter the tent of meeting. Because now they can come into his presence. Now they are holy. 
right? They can come into his presence and God gives them strict instructions on how to perform sacrifices, how to give offerings and all that. One thing you have to keep in your mind is that all this while, anytime somebody had to go to God's presence, um, since God met Moses, the person had to come with an offering. Now, the Greek word for offering, Hebrew, Hebrew word for offering translates into the thing that is brought near. The thing that you bring near God. The thing that allows you to come near God. If you were going near God and you didn't have an offering, since the establishment of these principles, you will die. You will become crippled. Like, you, you will die. Why? Because Adam, Adam's sin made sure that man was unholy. <laughs> right? So if you are going into God's presence without an offering, an offering is like a covering. An offering, an offering permits you to come near God. When you are coming near God with an offering, it's like God is seeing the offering and not you. Because the moment he looks at you, you are dead. <laughs> right? So, they do all these sacrifices, all these offerings. And then, the, the, the tent of meeting is open for them. And then, after it's open for them, um, the, God talks to Aaron. Aaron comes to bless the people. Then, later that day, See, when Aaron blessed the people, the people said amen. Aaron performed the sacrifice. The fire came to consume the sacrifice. The people jubilated. They were happy. The same fire that they were jubilating about, later that day, it killed Aaron's sons. Because Aaron's sons decided that after all God has said, they will still go to God's presence and go and perform sacrifices (coughs) without following the process. Leviticus 10. Ten, ten, ten. Ten verse one. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron. Each took a censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. You see, in this time, you can't just enter God's presence if he has not commanded you to do something. You don't go on your own accord. He gave them time, time of year. He was so specific, the time of the year, the time of the month, the time of... You don't go there on your own accord. And they put fire on it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them to. And the fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord. The same, if you read Leviticus chapter 9, when they performed the sacrifices that God was happy about, the same fire came and consumed the, the sacrifices and the people were jubilating. Because God's fire can consume a sacrifice and it means it's good. But when God's fire come out, comes out of his wrath or out of your unholiness, there's trouble. Some of us, we are, so we, are, we are in 40 days of power, we are going for greater works, we are going for camp, and we are all excited. But me, one, of the, one of the things I fear most is the presence of God. 
I don't know about you. It looks like a nice thing. Oh, when we encounter God, we'll be happy. We'll have fun with God. God will come and talk to his people. But have you realized that people cry a lot in the presence of God? You think all those people crying are crying out of over excitement? <laughs> when you see people in church shouting, they are shouting fire, fire, fire. It's not everybody that is encountering the fire of God for purification. Some of them, when they are going through deliverance, the fire is burning the demons inside them. They have to shout. The presence of God is dangerous. So, the fire came and it consumed them. Chapter 8, verse 3. Verse 3. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified. And before the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. This is why God killed them. Because God was trying to prove a point. That when I give you an instruction, when I tell you that come to my presence this way and you will not come, when something happens to you, it's not out of my anger. It is because I have to be sanctified. Sanctification means to set something apart. The same word for the same English use it interchangeably with holiness, right? Something that is set apart. God said that I'll be sanctified. I will be set apart. I'll be made different. So that nobody feels that they can just come into my presence and do anything anyhow. See, we are in a generation where people do anything anyhow with the presence of God. Maybe some of you don't attend a lot of programs. But Sometimes you go for a certain program and even the, the way the way the, the person leading the <laughs> praise and worship is leading, you know that the person doesn't fear God. Eh? Sometimes you can listen to a message behind, you know that this man doesn't fear God. And some of you, truth be told, you don't fear God. Because of the way you come to church. And the way you just look around when we are having praise and worship, you can look around. You don't come into the presence of God anyhow. That is why we are going to learn how to pray the kind of prayer we are, we are going to talk about today. You don't, you don't come into God's presence anyhow. If you are a sinner, fine. He'll purify you. He'll give you salvation. If you want. But sanctified disciple. You don't just go and do anything and come into God's presence anyhow. The Bible says that and before all the people I will be glorified and Aaron held his peace. Now when you read further down you see that God starts giving strict instructions to Aaron on how to approach the presence of God. One of the first things he tells Aaron is that don't go and drink. Don't go and drink before you come into my presence. Some Bible scholars assume that out of that instruction, you can guess that Aaron's sons were probably drunk. And that is how come they made that foolish decision of going into God's presence anyhow, after being instructed many times. Right? Now, I told you earlier that an offering is something that is brought near. I don't know, so I don't want to go up there, so bear with me. Okay. An offering is something that is brought near. 
Now, God has looked at this process and seen that, no, if we continue like this, plenty of people in the world will die. There's a man in the Bible called Uzzah. The ark of the Lord was falling. He wasn't a bad man. The ark of the Lord was falling down. But Uzzah was not a priest. Uzzah just went to hold the thing. The thing was falling. It was falling from the cart. And out of the goodness of his heart, he went to hold it. He went to chuck it. He died. Because God's presence is dangerous. Right? And if we want to continue like this, how many people will die? Or how many, how many sacrifices will we have to be making every like if if we were living Old Testament days in our day, like every Sunday, I don't think we'll kill less than five cows in this place. Because you now just imagine, just look back, just cast your mind back from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the kind of things you've done that if God wants to expose on the screens today, we can't show it. Right? God's presence is dangerous. Right? And he gave us, he gave us, so God decided out of his love for human beings and out of the want of fellowship from human beings, he decided to come in Christ and come and perform the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate offering that anybody who is in Christ can come near. See, if you are in this place and you are not in Christ, the presence of God is not your place. I won't lie to you. There might be trouble for you. The only way you can come near God is through the offering that he has designated. The offering that he has designated in our day is Christ. You come to God in Christ. You don't go to God on your own. If you are here and you are not born again, from today, a lot of the things we'll be doing, we won't be going back to this thing of being born again. If you are here and you are not born again, today is your chance. Run to the front. Come and pass me. Come and stand here. Quickly. Quickly. If you are not born again, hurry. So we are all born again. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. If you are there and you are feeling reluctant, please face them. Don't face them. I know you are shy. If you are not born again, hurry, 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 hurry. Is that all? Is that all? Are you sure that is all? <laughs> the only way you can approach God is in Christ. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Hello, what's your name? Albert. When Jesus Christ came on the earth, Nicodemus went to ask him that. How he entered the kingdom of heaven. And God and Jesus Christ told him that unless you are born again. Being born again does not mean that you go back into your mother's womb. Being born again means that you accept that where you are is not is not there. 
It's not where you are supposed to be. You accept that you are dead in sin. And you accept the life of Christ. I want you to personally invite Christ into your life. I don't, I don't want to pray for you because maybe what I'll say will, will not be what you hear in your heart. I'll pray for you after. I want you to close your eyes. Jesus Christ came to die and he resurrected on the third day. That we might have life. We might be able to approach God. I want you to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. Just talk to him personally and tell him that, see, I've come. I want to come near God. I want to have encounters with God. I want to talk to God. I want God to be my friend. I want you to go and see Uncle Nicholas. He's at the back. Open your eyes. Now, in Romans chapter 12, Jesus Christ has come to die for us and he's the, he's the one through which we can approach God. Jesus Christ said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. So when I made a statement earlier that if you are, if you are not born again, going near God is not, is not your place. I'm not the one who said it. It's Jesus Christ who said it. He said nobody comes to the Father except through me. Right now, Jesus Christ has come. He has come to die for us. We have received His life. We have received His righteousness and all that. But there is something. So, in, in Romans chapter twelve, please project it quickly. Romans chapter twelve. Verse one. I've worried you. <laughs> Romans chapter twelve, verse one. Paul was writing a letter to the Romans, and then. He said that he was he was saying many things. So, so when you read the book of Romans from the beginning, Paul starts talking about the way the world was in sin, and Jesus Christ came to die for us, and all that. And then when he gets to chapter twelve, chapter twelve is is not written to unbelievers. So when you read the scripture and you say that oh I'm in Christ, it doesn't apply to me. You are joking. He says, therefore I appeal to you, therefore brothers. Paul does not call unbelievers brothers. If you read Paul's letters and he starts saying brothers, eh, my brothers and sisters, or he starts using family names, right? He's talking about believers, his brothers in Christ. Therefore, I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God. Paul was begging them with the mercies of God. To present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Paul was saying that the only way to worship God, the best response to God's salvation, to the salvation that God gave you, the best response to the gift of coming into God's presence is that you stay holy. Present your bodies. You see, when we read that thing, sometimes you come to church and... Um, you're going to do certain things during the week, then you come to church, and then you lie to yourself that it's in your heart. 
Hey, I'm misbehaving. You say, oh, the salvation is in my heart. Paul said, present your bodies. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Let's read um, Malachi 3 verse 2. Now, the thing about living a holy life is that you can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. Right? When Paul said, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Do you know what happened to sacrifices in the Old Testament? When they killed the thing, the, the end of the sacrifice is not the death of the, of the animal. The end of the sacrifice is when God's fire comes to consume it. Right? Now, what it means if you are presenting your body as a sacrifice is that God's fire is definitely going to come into your life. You see, one of, you read here that God's fire does something in people's lives. It's called refining. When you put gold through fire, it becomes shiny. Right? When you put wood in fire, it becomes black. And then later it turns to ashes. And then you don't find the wood again. Right? God's fire comes to refine. But at the same time, God's fire can destroy you. Now, if you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, then if you come into God's presence, the, uh, Malachi 3 verse 2, who shall endure the day of the Lord's coming? And who shall stand as when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire. And another version says, a laundress soup. Um, 3. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring their offerings in righteousness to the Lord. For Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, as in the former years. When you want to live a holy life, only God can help you. He's the only person who can send his fire to refine you. You can't do it on your own. And that is why we need to pray these kind of prayers. You see, if, if you could live the life on your own, then this one, it won't be part of the prayer. You go and live your own holy life, then you can come into God's presence and you know that you are still holy, right? But the truth of the matter is that only God can purify you and only God can refine you. There's a very nice thing God does for us. He does all the work. When it comes to your salvation, he did all the work. Purifying you, he does all the work. Helping you to stay holy, he does all the work. All you have to do is to stay in line. God says go left, then you go left. God says go right, then you go right. That is all you have to do. And today we are going to pray a very simple prayer. We are saying that God, purify me. Purify my heart. Purify me. Help me. See, I've come into your presence. I know that you have, given, you have given your life for me. I know that you died for me. I know that you resurrected. But I want to encounter you on another level. And I know that I cannot come there with impurity. I can't come there with unholiness. The reason why we don't see revival in our days is that too many people play around with the presence of God. Holiness, impurity. 
So I want you to close your eyes. We'll stand shortly. And this is the only prayer we are praying till the end of the service. It's, it's 8.30. It's going to be a very long prayer. So don't think that I come to do sh- 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 you sleep. Saying, Lord, I've come to you. See, this kind of prayer, you don't go with pride. So those of you who are sluggishly closing your eyes, it's not, it's not a prayer of pride. You, are, you have to humble yourself. Please be on your feet, be on your feet, be on your feet, be on your feet. Open your mouth and say, God. I want to encounter your presence. I want to go near you. We are going for camp. We are going for all the, all the meetings that we are going for. 40 days of power. I want to come near you. But I know I cannot come with my unholy body. I cannot come with a body that is not a living sacrifice. Don't look at me. Close your eyes. I have heard that your presence is dangerous. I don't want to encounter your wrath. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Tell God that I'm coming near your presence. I'm coming near you. In this season, a a lot of things will be happening. Even if I find myself in church by mistake, I don't want to encounter your wrath in church because I came anyhow. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, we come to you. We come to you with humble hearts. 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 And we say, purify us. Refine us. That we will be living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to you. holy and acceptable to you. Holy and acceptable to you. Soles balabalaba shande braha kapalabalaba tayanatos. Remo shande braha santeskole balianda braha shan. Enkalama shande braha tayanamusala braha kapalabata.
Oh Lord, come and purify our hearts. Remove anything in our hearts that is standing in the way of coming to you. In the name of Jesus, Kazos Metayana Mahashande Brahante Palabala Mashandanaha Nanamas and Tayada Brahasan, the Braham Palabala Bashande, the Ikala Mahantaya Namoho Sade Blanca Palabala Basha. I don't want to come to you with impurity, I don't want to come to you with unholiness, I don't want to come to you with a grudge in my heart. I want to come to you the way you have ordained that I'll come to you. That I'll present my body as a living sacrifice. I'll present my body as a pure and holy and acceptable sacrifice to you. Lord, only you can do it for me. Only you can do it for me. Only you can do it for me. You know the kind of things that you've been doing. You know the kind of things that have held you bound. Romans 8:26 Romans 8:26 keep praying Kaluze mahashan de braha valabasantes ikala balabataya na mante brahesotes akapala balabashaya ikanda brahanda palabalabasantes ikala bashan de baliataya na mahashan de brahantes ikala mahashan de braham palabalabata Romans 8:26 e mahashan de brahashandes ikale baliata manda braha palabalabashaya Ikande Belemesantes, O Kelemenemeheshai, Ikanamahashande Brahata. If you don't know how to pray about the thing in your heart, just speak in tongues. If Mahasantaya da Brahashanda da Brahante Pelebelebesai, Ikala Mahashaya Nanaha, maybe it's a weakness, maybe it's an addiction you are struggling with, maybe it's a particular thought that keeps running to your mind. Amehesanda Brahashande Pelebelebete, Ikala Manamahashande Braham Palabalabakapa. Rande Mehesantes, Kalabalabashande Brahantes, Ikalabahashaya, Romans 8:26, Emahasanda Braham Palabalabasha. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we we for do not we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Open your mouth and speak in the language of the Spirit. It's a way of allowing the Holy Spirit to intercede for you. Maybe you don't know exactly how to put this thing in words for God to understand. But open your mouth and speak in the language of the Spirit. The Bible says the Spirit intercedes for you. The Spirit intercedes for you. The Spirit prays for you. The Spirit does all the work for you. I told you God is a good God. He has come to do all the work for us. Just open your mouth and speak in the language of the Spirit. And keep your mind focused on God. And say, God, I don't know how to pray about this thing, but as I speak in the language of the Spirit, I know that the Holy Spirit is praying for me. He's interceding for me. Whatever it is in my life that is hindering me from coming to you, see, sometimes you don't even know that that is what is hindering you. Sometimes you don't even know it. But the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. He helps your weakness. Whatever it is that is not bring, it's not allowing you to come close to God, it's a weakness. Because we find our, our strength in God. 
So if you are coming, if you cannot come near God, then you are not finding strength. That means you are weak. You have a weakness. And you are praying and saying that, God, help me with this weakness. Help me with this infirmity. I want to come into your presence and enjoy your presence. But I cannot come unholy. I cannot come as an impure thing. I cannot come as something that is coming to corrupt the holiness or the presence of God. I fear being consumed. Meshale braha palabalaba santes. Kalia shande braham palabata. Ikalabalaba shande braham palabalaba kaliandata. Impalabalaba sante anamraha shande braham palabalaba sendes. Rankalabalabalaba shande braham palabalakata. Linkalabalama shande brahasas. Kande pele pele beshanta yana mahasaliata, rinkala mahashanta yana mahasada brahan kapala balabasha, inkala mahashanta yana mahampa balabalabashaya, rinkala balabalabashande brahan yana mahasaya, inkala mana mahashande brahasaya. Hosea chapter six verse one says, "Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us into pieces, but He will heal us. He has injured us, but He will bind up our wounds." After two days, chapter two, after two days he will revive us, and on the third day he will restore us. If you come into the presence of God, whatever infirmity you have, whatever weakness you have, he will heal it and he will revive you and he will restore you to a place of fellowship. What we want to do is that we want to be restored to a place of fellowship. Because you can't go to come, you can't you can't come to God's presence and not have fellowship with him. Mashale brande pele pele besantes linkala mahashante ana mahashande brahan kalabala mahashantas inkala mahashante ana mahashanda brahanda palabala baha likala mahante pele 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 besanda brahanta ana mahashai vende brahe sotes kapala balabata mempana mahashanda dada open your mouth open your mouth don't stand there and be and if you can speak in tongues come for it but if you can speak in tongues open your mouth and pray Holy Spirit, help my infirmity. Take away anything in my heart that does not that does not allow me to come near God. Ika de 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 meheli anda palabasha rampa namahasantes kalabashande. If you want to kneel down, you can kneel down. If you want to come for it, you can come for it. But whatever you do, pray. Keep your mind on God and tell God, purify me, purify my heart. Zene mahashali anda mahashanda dabrahanda mahasha. Lenkala mahashanda na 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 haseli anda braham palabakata. Kala bala bala bashande Abraham pala basi linkana mahashande Abraham taya na mankele bele behesaya linkala mahashande Abraham taya na 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 ha you can only approach God the way He has prescribed you to be to come to Him you cannot approach Him the way you like yes it's in the new we are in the New Testament era but you can only approach God in holiness pashele menene ni anda Abraham sentes. 
ask God to purify you. He has done the work on the cross for you. And now you can, you can boldly come and ask for purification. You can boldly come and ask God to set you apart. You can boldly come and ask God to remove anything in your heart that does not bring you, that does not allow you to come near him. When Jesus Christ died, the Bible says that the veil in the temple tore into two. It means that God gave us access into his presence. God gave us access to come near. But the thing is that God's holiness has not changed. God's purity has not changed. God's standards have not changed. If you don't come, if you don't come the way he has prescribed, you will still face the wrath. Don't just be swinging about and be looking at me. Open your mouth and pray. Ask God to purify you. Ask God to do a quick work in your life tonight, today, this morning. In the name of Jesus. Revival usually starts from people who are pursuing God and His holiness and his righteousness and his kingdom it's not about it's not about how you feel when you come to church it's not about how nicely you are dressed it's about pursuing god and the things he has commanded god did not call you into the kingdom to live anyhow god called you into the kingdom so that you can make you like him he can make you like christ christ came on the earth to be a living example for us Look at your life and if it does not conform to Christ, then you have to start praying. You have to start asking God to do a fe- do, to further work more in your life. Oh God, look in our hearts and remove anything, anything that is restricting us from coming to your presence, anything that is restricting us from having our quiet time and enjoying your presence, anything that is holding us bound, anything that has become a shackle on our our ankles. We are praying that God release, come into our hearts and purify it. Anything that does not match up to your standards, we are asking that you remove it from our lives tonight, this morning. Lord, 
Lankala Mahanda Brahashanda Brahasanta Ayana Mahapa Linkala Mahashanta Ayana Brahasanta Ayana Mahashalilelehe Menkala Bahalianda Braham Palabalabasates Ikala Bahashanda Brahasas Kelemeheshanda Brahasanta Ayana Malianda Palabasai Linkala Bashaya and Abraham Palabalabata Lankala Mahashanda Brahanda Mahasantaya da Brahapa Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. My heart, let me be as gold and precious silver, purify my heart. Let me be as gold. something you've been doing that is restricting you from coming to God. Come forward quickly. Don't drag your feet. If you are not coming forward, continue praying. If you are not coming forward, continue praying. But if you are coming forward, hurry up. Don't, 
some of the facilitators will come and pray for you shortly. But I want you to pray for yourself first before they come. to pray for yourself first before you come. And just pray the words of this song. That God should purify your heart. God should purify your heart. God should purify your heart. And He should set you apart for His will. that his refinest fire should come and refine you, purify you. You are not influenced by mistake. Nobody forced you to come. They didn't put a gun to your head. I want you to open your mouth and talk to God. I want you to open your mouth and talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God in your own ways. Talk to God in your own words. You know what it is. When I mentioned it, you came for it because you could identify something. You know what it is. Talk to God and tell God that, God, I don't want to leave this place with this thing. The life of a believer is supposed to be lived every day in the presence of God. If I'm not experiencing that and it's because of something in my life, then God, I don't want to leave this place with this thing so that I can have your presence with me at every point in time. Open your mouth and talk to God. Talk to God. Don't look around. Don't look around. Don't look around. Lord, help me to deal with this thing today. Today, today. I don't want to go back with it. I don't want to go back with it. I don't want to go home with this. Help me to deal with it today. Whatever in me that is drawing me to that thing, take it away. Whatever in me that is, makes me excited when I see it or when I hear it, take it away. If you are not in front and are sitting behind, stretch forth your hand and pray for them. 
pray for them as you are praying for yourself. That anything in their lives and anything in your life that is hindering you from coming close to God. Some of you did not come for it because you can't really spot it. But maybe there is something in your life. Help, say, pray, ask God that He should help you to deal with it today. Pray as if today was your last chance to deal with this thing. Pray as if today was the last day you could ever deal with it. Pala pala bala mahashan Abraham pala bakata. Lika la bala basantaya na mahashan taya Abraham da pala bala na mahal. Lanka la mahashan Abraham taya na mahasates. Ika la bahashan taya na 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 mahashan Abrahama. Look past my sin, my guilt and shame, and for your love, you look beyond me, oh, you look beyond me, oh, you look past my sin, my guilt, my shame, and for your love, you look beyond me. Oh, she 
you for listening. God bless you. Redeemer.